Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Stu's Days. Nothing like a summer Stu's Day. Hey, Stu? Summer Stu's Day after a holiday long weekend days. Yeah, and uh, happy uh, happy Simcoe Day to all of our uh, our listeners, or I, I guess we call it Civic Holiday now. Civic Holiday, yep. Many people's favorites, just because of the time of year. But uh, did, did you have a, you had a nice long weekend, Stu? I, I did, uh, although with U.S. markets open yesterday, I was uh, I was working on and off. We know you're uh, you you always remind us how hard you work, and that's uh, that's important. <laughs> I know your I know your boss listens, so uh, so that's that's good. Nobody works harder, except maybe Eric Lascelles, and we'll we'll get to him later this week. But uh, so 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 as, as you were watching everything sitting sitting yesterday, and probably a little bit of a quiet day, nice day to contemplate everything that's uh, that's going on along with uh, tracking U.S. markets. Uh, we're a good part of the way through earnings seasons now, and what are your thoughts in terms of what you've seen thus far from the companies that have reported? There's still some fairly large companies to report, uh, but most of the big one, the, the 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 biggest companies have reported at this point on um, on Q2. And and what are your thoughts on earnings season? Yeah, I would say so far, uh, you know, solid uh, yet you know maybe unspectacular. Um, you know, last week. Uh, you know, we were talking through that analogy about uh, luggage coming off the turnstile, and and uh, we've had some positive reaction uh, in the near term to some of the share prices, and I think that's just because the luggage arrived and it was in okay shape uh, versus, you know, some of the concern that existed around some of these names. Um, you know, I do think, uh, you know, some of the very, you know, dominant trends around cloud computing, uh, you know, it was a good reminder uh, that the growth is still fairly plentiful there, and you know, there was a very large cloud provider and, and um, you know, the number of contracts that they signed, even though the growth in and itself uh, on the absolute basis is slowing, the number of contracts they signed, the length of the contracts they signed, you know, was a good reminder that there's some, you know, some powerful productivity trends in the economy that are that are generating growth for, for a number of companies. So, um, you know, I think I think they were, you know, were better than feared. Uh, lots of discussion around both uh, the Federal Reserve and um, and earnings, but um, you know, so far, uh, you know, the earnings were were not too bad. And and we're not um, we're not exactly close to uh, Canadian bank earnings, uh, but the U.S. banks were out. Do you see anything in in there that might signal uh, what what's happening in the in in the Canadian financial sector, uh, just in terms of how the higher interest rates are affecting bottom lines and activity? Uh, I, I know real estate activity slowed down dramatically, uh, but uh, is, was there anything in the results that really struck a chord with you? Uh, well, a couple of things. First were, um, you know, some of the trading results were very strong, um, yep. you know, which is often the case when there's when there's disagreement in, uh, in which direction markets might go. You tend to get uh, high trading results uh, because there's movement. So that was a positive. Uh, net interest margins expanded. I think that we will see that in Canada to some degree, although in Canada there was, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, GIC, rate, GIC rates and some deposit costs were a little bit higher. So I think there could be a little bit more of a, of a, of a, of a kind of an S-curve to the ultimate NIM expansion that will come, net interest margin expansion that will come in this environment, but still positive. Uh, corporate loan growth is not bad because, uh, when businesses can't access fixed income markets the way that they might have, they borrow from banks. Uh, but then, 
you know, on some of the consumer side in, in the United States was still okay. And in, in Canada, we might see some slowing uh, just on the mortgage front and what have you. But, you know, all in, you know, not, not bad results. The number one question is what's next uh, to come from yeah. a provision of credit standpoint. And um, you know, we had a lot of meetings with a lot of bank uh, chief financial officers and chief risk officers into the end of the uh, into the end of the month. And, um, you know, what happens from a provision of credit standpoint, it's, it's not that they're seeing actual losses, but they have to uh, handicap uh, the possibility of higher losses in the next 12 months. And, you know, for some banks, that will mean uh, some more reserves. Um, again, I don't I don't really expect it to be, uh, uh, you know, that significant yet. But, uh, you know, that's what the banks have to do. So. So it's just like any anyone who sees a potential uh, storm clouds brewing, they have to put reserves aside, um, and the banks will likely do that. Probably do that this quarter. Probably do it a little bit more next quarter. Uh, you know, as as things develop, um, capital should be fine. I, you know, there was there was pros and cons. I, I didn't think they were that bad. Uh, you know, like everything, you were having this discussion with an analyst this morning where uh, the banks, the, the U.S. banks have to go through a stress testing uh, process. And, the, you know, the stress test is like unemployment goes from three till 10. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the stock market has dropped 50 percent and commercial real estate drops 45 percent. And, you know, all these all these uh, indicators that, you know, is, it would really be, you know, a significant negative scenario and the banks have enough capital. And, um, you know, so we have to always kind of put that in perspective because there's a, a stress test that you know, maybe unemployment goes up by 100 or 200 basis points, but we always talk about stress tests back to, you know, the great financial crisis, the great recession, not just kind of a, a normal slowdown. So those will be, you know, some of the discussions we have as well. But, um, you know, generally speaking, uh, you know, net interest margins rise. That helps pay for some additional credit losses. Valuations are okay. Capital is strong. Um, you know, and that, that was the theme that kind of came out of the U.S. banks and and uh, I don't expect this somewhere from the Canadian ones. Well, that's um, that, that's something that uh, that we'll look for, and as, as usual, we'll get into uh, Canadian banks when they uh, when when they report uh, next month. But the the, the the key word there that's been the sort of the debate uh, in uh, in the media in the U.S. Uh, and with some of the announcements last week is is the possibility of a recession or p- perhaps. By definition, where the, the U.S. is already in a recession, uh, that has a lot to do with the inflation that we've talked about a number of times in the podcast, and the Fed's reaction, which has been to raise rates. And sure enough, boom! The uh, the Federal Reserve came in just as expected last week, and raised rates by 75 basis points, three quarters of one percent. And then, as usual, that that announcement comes. And then we get the reaction in markets. And 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 what did you see that was interesting out of uh, out of what came out of the Fed reaction last week? Well, what was a couple of things were interesting. You know, the first was uh, you know quite often on recent Fed days we've seen a strong move in markets on the same day to then see it reverse the next. And this was the first time that we didn't really see the reversal. And you know, from a purely technical standpoint, you know, some of the breadth figures, meaning the number of issues that responded in a positive manner was um, was better than it had been in the past. Um, you know, I think a couple of things here. So the first is, you know, the Federal Reserve, it was mostly in the commentary after about how much more interest rate tightening is to come. Um, you know, there likely will be some more, uh, 
uh, at the next couple of meetings. But um, you know, it was this this kind of notion that that there had been a lot of tightening that had yet to be felt in the economy, and that they were you know kind of aware of that as well. So you know, you spent the next four or five days having a discussion. Uh, will they ease off? Uh, there was certainly some movement in the bond market favorably right off the bat. Um, and then the, the next question, just because it's, uh, you know, a period of debate was, will they stop too soon? <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, so, you know, we look like we are on the path to get the inflation genie back in the bottle. And, and that, uh, that still continues to be the case. But then, you know, naturally, as, uh, you know, the night follows day, the question is, uh, well, will they, will they stop too soon? And will inflation, uh, you know, reappear? Uh, you know, that's not something that we would see at this juncture, but um, that's just a, that's just a, a kind of a you know where we're at in the cycle, right? Like, uh, as soon as something good happens, uh, then people wonder, well, is that the end of the good? And when something bad happens, they wonder, is that the end of the bad? Um, you know, so I think that's just kind of par for the course where we where we're at in here. Um, so you know, we'll just have to, you know, kind of, they, they said they're going to be data dependent. So that, you know, the data will be, will be pretty important. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in our case, we still think inflation, we've likely seen the worst. Yeah. So, so d does that help you as an investment manager, Stu, when, when, you know, when they've given you confidence that they are actually going to be data dependent, you can obviously, you know, crunch through the numbers as well as anybody. So it, 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 does that help you when, when you know that they're going to follow that kind of a process or do you, you generally just sit back, not trust and uh, the, because they, they flip back and forth in terms of the way they, they talk about moving rates and, and, and you have to make your own calls, uh, you know, based on what you think, uh, based on your forecast of what's going to happen. I know, you know, generally speaking, like we like data dependency because, you know, everyone's looking at the same data, right? You don't want, you know, someone coming in and saying, I feel like uh, rates should go higher because I feel this is happening. You want, you know, to be based on on fact, you know, central banks are always in a pretty tough spot because, you know, they have to jawbone a little bit uh, to get the necessary reaction out of investors. Um, but, you know, all things considering, like, you know, whether or not they say we're not headed for a recession, or we might have a modest recession. Uh, they don't want a deep recession, right? Yes. Um, you know, they they want to they want to contain inflation and hopefully get you know somewhere near a soft landing. Um, you know, and that's I think that's kind of the course hopefully that we're headed towards. Uh, but um, you know, I think as a as a market participant, you're always aware of all this commentary and the very focus on the near term. On the long term basis, you know, it, it's worth remembering that. You know, I probably had, uh, you know, 100 conversations like this over different market events over 20 years. There'll be more. Um, you know, we do think that, you know, interest rates are not at a, you know, not at a bad level, which is, you know, helpful to valuation and, uh, you know, earnings and dividends drive long term returns. So, you know, while you're while you're having this uh, a discussion around the short term, like anybody does, uh, you're mindful that. The long-term heavy lifting in the portfolio is is uh, you know a valuation you know a, respe a respectable valuation with uh, the reemergence of earnings growth and the ongoing payments of dividends. So you know you're always trying to balance everything just like anybody else. Yeah, and we'll have to get back to uh, to the to the talk about you know if this is the worst for interest rates, um, where that leaves us on on a go forward basis. Um, 
but it 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 wasn't only last week uh monetary policy uh fiscal policy kind of uh, crept in if we're looking down uh, south of the border uh big agreement uh at least uh and and looks like it will go through around a, a slim down uh build back better package uh, from uh, uh, President Biden and and the and the Democratic leadership in uh, in the Senate and ultimately uh, the House and uh, and the Chips Bill, uh, which actually got all the way through and and was signed. Uh, it is where do you think you fall on this in terms of you know a is this is it is this good uh, given where we are in the economy? Does this help some of you uh, help you help the stock market? Or, or bond market, uh, near term, long term, uh, does it help fight any potential recession that we're falling into, uh, or is this going to fuel the flames of uh, of inflation, as uh, as a Republican might say? Well, it, you know, it's kind of all of the above, uh, as, you, as you know, you <laughs> all the, the touch points. But um, you know, a couple of things there, uh, like businesses love a framework that they can operate in, and a consistency to that framework. So. You know, some of the trends that have come out of COVID and unfortunately the war on the Ukraine have been reshoring, um, have been uh, the focus on renewable energy uh, to go, you know, hand in hand with, uh, you know, kind of the near term use of fossil fuels, but still wanting to have the transition over time to some renewable energy. And, um, you know, I think some of the, the legislation that we've seen recently helped reinforce that framework. And, you know, a framework is, is what co gives companies the confidence to put capital to work. So, you know, some of the growing, uh, you know, forces in the economy uh, that will drive uh, economic growth in the future, it's always nice to see, uh, you know, some certainty. And we have to get all these bills passed, but it's nice to see a framework that we can operate in that, um, you know, that companies can kind of get behind that creates employment, longer term employment, uh, puts capital to work against returns on those on that capital you know so so generally speaking uh, you know we're you know we're pretty positive when you know you you have a good view of a, of a longer term trend and you start to see the building blocks in place for it to be realized um, you know so that's you know that's kind of the first and foremost as to uh, you know do the stocks react on a given day you know there's so much discussion around this in advance that uh, you know you often don't get uh, that much uh, reaction although you did get uh, movement in some of the renewable energy companies because it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but, you know, you go through the bill and, and uh, renewable energy, hydrogen, you know, some of the longer term things that will help reshape the economy. There's a lot of support in there for them. And, and, and then when you have something like the uh, like the chips package uh, for 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 computer chips, which we, we've, we've been through a, a pretty dramatic shortage and and. You know, so much of those chips are are produced in Taiwan, which is also in the news. Uh, so, so th this is going to bring more chip production back to to North America, the, the the U.S. in particular. When when something is that big and that focused on one industry, d does does that make you take a second look or a, a third look at that industry and and think about? short-term, medium-term, long-term, how that plays out and creates some opportunities for you? It, well, it does a number of things. Like the first is the industry in and of itself, um, you know, semiconductor equipment manufacturing, uh, you know, we'll certainly, you know, see some benefit, uh, you know, then, 
when it's done, you were, you, you know, from a semiconductor standpoint, you worry about, you know, could there be a bit of a glut when it's all done? Uh, because, you know, there'll be manufacturing in a number of geographies. But, you know, really, uh, you know, and it goes back a little bit to inflation and all sorts of things like semiconductors are just so important to the building blocks of just about everything these days. Um, you know, you sit and think about your phone, your watch, your car, uh, you know, what's coming from uh, autonomous driving, all sorts of things like the number of semiconductors are just, uh, it's mind numbing, uh, you know, the necessity of those, uh, you know, for the future of the economy. So, you know, overall, outside of the semiconductor industry, you're just happy to see that, you know, people are focused on it and, you know, something that's so important, um, you know, there should be, there should be a fair amount of supply to it. It goes on to rare earth materials. There's a bunch of things that are going to be, you know, very important to the economy. And, um, you know, you want the people that produce them to, to make a reasonable amount of money, but you really want them to be, you know, plentiful so that the rest of the economy can um, uh, benefit from it. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, again, uh, we, we've a little bit longer than, uh, than, than, than normal on, uh, on this summer Stew's Day, but, uh, but just a lot of stuff going on. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep watching because uh, there, there's more to come this week in terms of the, uh, uh, the, the, the way the market plays in a new month and, uh, and off all of this news. We're already seeing some, some odd things going around uh, er, early in this week. And uh, so, so we'll check in with you next Tuesday or next Tuesday, Stu. Hopefully you uh, don't work too hard, eh? It's uh, it is uh, the, the the weather's not that nice very often in Canada. So we gotta you gotta enjoy yourself when the weather's good. Great. Well, I, that's that's great advice, uh, Dave, and I'll I'll take that to heart and and uh, look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. I will be uh, I'll be in California. Hopefully with my luggage, going back to that analogy. And if you if you missed that, check out last week's podcast. Actually, check out all of the podcasts. They're all there wherever you listen, wherever you download podcasts. Uh, we do this uh, we do this virtually every week, and uh, it's getting fairly popular, Stu. It's, it's it's gone beyond our parents, which is nice. Well, with your new headset, if you start adding uh, traffic and weather, then uh, uh, we'll 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 just see the the stars in terms of our listenership. Traffic together. Traffic and weather together on the tens, Stu. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Stu, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.